Welcome to Winning at Wealth, where we throw the Wall Street jargon in the garbage, promote a healthy money mindset, and equip you with the tools necessary for you to win at wealth. I'm your host, John Burdett, and I'm so excited you've decided to spend this time with me. Now let's get to it. The following program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. John K. Burdett II is not providing investment, legal, or tax advice. Welcome to Winning at Wealth. I'm your host, John Burdett, and I'm glad to be spending this time with you. You know, I often volunteer at our local college, the University of Charleston, to work with the students majoring in financial planning. They're filled with questions about potential career paths within the industry and what a day in the life of a financial advisor looks like. I also receive a lot of financial questions that might apply to the issues they're facing or feel like they will be shortly after graduation. I thought this may be a great opportunity to explore one of these questions on today's podcast. I really liked one question in particular because it was so open-ended. And the question was, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self anything financially, what would it be? I'm certain we'd all like the opportunity to go back and warn our younger selves of the financial pitfalls we would soon fall victim to. Of course, it's also true that the best teacher is often discomfort. Youthful exuberance can make wise words of advice seem out of touch. You definitely learn the lessons quicker when you're sitting in a dark room, unable to pay your electric bill. Upon reflecting on the questions, three mistakes quickly came to mind. So I definitely want to touch on those today. I also want to be sure to add one thing in that I got right. Fortunately for me, the one thing I got right over time more than overcame the mistakes that were made. My first mistake was trying to move too fast. I knew I wanted to be successful and I wanted it to happen right now. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, so naturally I decided to open my own business. This was a retail business with a brick and mortar location. Of course, back then everything was a brick and mortar location. The store opened and began to build and grow its customer base. And then I decided what was needed was an additional location. It didn't matter to me that I really didn't have the financial resources to successfully execute my expansion dream. I did it anyway, because two stores had to be better than one. I spent the next five years of my youth scrambling to pay suppliers, struggling to stock the shelves, and getting paid little to no money in the process. You would think that when this was all over, including a bankruptcy, that it would have sent me into despair. In reality, it was more of a silent relief. I had no idea where I was going to go from there, but I was quite sure that wherever it was had to be better than where I'd been. I'm still optimistic, and I still want my business endeavors to grow as fast as possible. But before I decide to pursue expansion, I make sure to maximize the potential of every investment that I've already made. My second mistake is one that is quite common. After my business closed and I was trying to find a new direction in my life, we found ourselves relying far too much on credit cards. When we got our first apartment, the first thing we did was take out the old Sears card and purchase a brand new washer and dryer. We got one of those six months same as cash deals. How can you go wrong when you don't have to pay any interest? Well, the fine print explains that if you're even one day late, an outrageous interest rate will be charged to your account, dating all the way back to the first day of purchase. I'm sure we paid for that washer and dryer two or three times before they were really ours. Of course, once you get strapped down to your first credit debacle like this, your finances begin to be strained. You have a choice to make. 
At this point, you can buckle down and take the pain, or you can slide out a new piece of plastic and kick the can down the road. Turns out I'm a really good can kicker. I rationalized this decision by thinking something big was going to be right around the corner, and we could take care of the debt issue then. Thousands and thousands of dollars of debt later, I finally realized that the only way out was a long, hard trudge through the mud. We lost several years of savings and investment potential before we were completely free of credit card debt. We still have credit cards, but we never charge more than can be paid in full at the end of every month. The final mistake I made was not to fully consider the risks I was taking. I guess this is really one of the ingredients of the first two mistakes as well. Back in 1999 or 2000, I opened an online brokerage account at the height of the dot-com mania. The best way to describe this episode, for those that are too young to remember, it's like the GameStop saga, except it was nearly every stock in the tech sector. I could wake up in the morning and read a couple of tips from analysts and make 20% by the end of the day. I would buy and sell stocks throughout the day, and I rarely knew what the companies actually did. I felt like I was a pretty smart guy and that I had the Midas touch. In hindsight, winning seemed so easy, that should have been a clue to be aware of the dangers lurking. When the dot-com bubble finally burst, there was nowhere to hide. All of the white-hot stocks were now ice cold, and many of the companies disappeared forever. Fortunately, I was never really deterred from making future investments after this experience, but I definitely learned to look at risk realistically and to focus on the fundamentals behind the investments I purchase. From these three financial mistakes that I made in my youth, you can begin to see how the five winning at wealth steps would have made these avoidable. By first having the proper money lens and understanding that wealth is created in the service of others, my business may have been more successful by focusing on my customers rather than chasing dollars by expanding. If I had a workable budget in place, I would have never found myself in consumer credit card debt. A fully funded emergency fund would have helped me avoid missed payments, late fees, and high interest rates. If I understood my investments and my goals properly, I would have allocated my money in a more prudent manner. And finally, if I had consistently focused on these steps, I would have avoided the years of struggle and I would have found myself much further ahead financially than I am today. I try not to look back with too many regrets because I'm not sure these lessons would have stuck so well if I hadn't experienced it firsthand. I like to think of this period of my life as paying tuition. There's one thing that I'm extremely grateful and feel very fortunate to have gotten right 30 years ago. I was lucky enough to find the right partner. I'm certain that my wife, Amy, has contributed more than anyone could ask to all the success we now share. I'm much more of a dreamer and a wild card, while she's dependable, realistic, resourceful, and willing to grind through the tough times. There's no way I could have pursued the ventures that I have now found success with if she had not been there as a steady hand to keep our family afloat. In our life, we've experienced together many of the things you say to each other in your wedding vows. We're hoping to hold off a little longer on that death do us part thing. Life can be rough going from time to time. Having the right person to share the journey with is a great blessing. Thanks so much for listening in and sharing your time with me today. I encourage you to send me your questions or topic ideas to john at winningatwealth.com. I hope you plan to join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Winning at Wealth podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Winning at Wealth podcast today. I'm John Burdett, your host, and I'd like to introduce you to the Winning at Wealth system. 
you can join the many others that have made the decision to take control of their financial life. You'll find resources and the support you need to write your own Winning at Wealth story. The Winning at Wealth system includes resources to answer questions on budgeting, debt management, savings, investments, insurance, real estate, and much more. You'll discover how money really works so you can have the proper perspective to make great financial decisions. The Winning at Wealth system also includes access to a private community and a monthly group Zoom with me. Take your Winning at Wealth step today for only $297 for the system and three-month access to the private community. Join at winningatwealth.com. Meanwhile, you can find me at Winning at Wealth Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be back to chat here next week. The preceding program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Fourth Avenue Financial, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by John K. Burdett II should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal. Any tax advice on this show is not intended to be used by any person for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax penalties that may be imposed on such person, and each listener should seek advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. John K. Burdett II is not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as a solicitation of an offer to buy securities.